You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Well, Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Inside the Locker Room. Going to turn cold this weekend. I saw Saturday low of 32. So I know a lot of people put the jackets up, but get them back out because you will need them uh, this weekend. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer closest to you. Are you looking for decking columns, deck accents, fence products? Turn that music down a little bit there. Siding, specialty, post, plywood, yellowwood. If you're going to build a five-star backyard, you want to use the best, and there's no question about it. The pressure-treated pine from Great Southern is the best. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. 205-342-9904 is the phone number. If you want to get it on the show uh, with us this morning, the Twitter at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email for the show is Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. Look forward to having JC in this morning, the first hour. Uh, he'll join us at 7 30. Normally, JC's on Wednesdays, but he's been bouncing around Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays. We'll talk all college football with JC. Good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, doing okay. Uh, we have a good show. Barry's mentioned J.C. Rick Cleveland, who has been the writer of the year in the state of Mississippi, a friend of mine. Um, he's a he's a good friend of Tim Floyd's, and Tim Floyd, who coached in the pros, is a good friend of mine. I tried to get Rick on some time ago and couldn't do it, but he called me back last yesterday. He's going to be on. Actually, he'll know a lot about this Auburn situation and a little bit more maybe than uh, than we can give you. So that will be that will be helpful there. So Rick Cleveland will be on at eight fifteen. Um, in, in basketball last night, LSU won against a team out Kansas City by about ten points. The the shocker of last night was that um, uh, Bellamine, who is just across the city from Louisville, and of course Louisville has Kenny Payne, the new coach, goes into Louisville and beats them. Um, pretty much, pretty much shocker, 67, 66. So those are the two big scores that I wanted to give you, uh, in the games in football, Alabama was 11 and a half point favorite as far as eight. I don't I'm going to give you the over and under Kentucky's 17 and a half. Tennessee's a 21 LSU's three and a half. And that game's on Saturday at 11 o'clock. Uh, we have some controversy, uh, a little bit, um, maybe a big bit. Over some things said by you know maybe uh, former players, a former player, uh, quarterback uh, that uh, hit hit the headlines, and we had some answers um, by the head coach. So uh, we, Barry and I, if he wants to, can discuss that. Uh, most of you still understand that uh, that Georgia's number one, and Ohio State's number two, Michigan's number three, and TCU's number four. And the only thing I will say, Tennessee, if they continue to win, laying merit number five. Uh, we know that Michigan and Ohio State are going to be out. Their possibility have a shot of sliding into the top four. Uh, we'll see what happens there. And uh, the Falcons and the Panthers play tonight. Outside of that, I don't have anything else to tell you. 
All right. Uh, yeah, Greg McElroy, he's got obviously he's got his own show. He's got he's on ESPN. He's got a podcast. And uh, he's come out, and uh, I'll read some of the stuff that he said. That I'll, then I want to make a point and get your thoughts. Uh, and I, I don't honestly, I've read everything that he said. I really don't think he's wrong, uh, to be honest with you. So this is the first time I have legitimate concerns. Uh, McElroy said uh, on WJOX, I've never ever, not one time after a loss, after a season, felt like the best Alabama might be behind us this is the first time where i think it's possible that's a little bit concerning i'm not one to say the dynasty is dead i would not say uh, that but there are things that must be addressed and get addressed quickly if they're going to get back to the top of college football because they're not there right now and for the first time in a long time i don't think they're the best program at the moment uh, one more Quote here, added McElroy, this program has lost who they were. Hmm. This is a little about that one. This is a little bit of that. This program does not resemble the team that played three and a half hours earlier, meaning Georgia. That's what Bama used to look like. That's not what they look like right now. And there's a lot of different things they can do to get it back. And he goes on and he talks about the the coaches that are here now. There's not really anybody here that's been that saw what Nick Saban built. Uh, do you disagree with anything that Greg McElroy said right there? Well, I don't know that. Uh, yeah, uh, to some extent, I do. I don't. I think um, maybe it's not, they're not playing as well. I think we all have to understand that there are ups and downs in life. The ups and downs with you, ups and downs with me, the ups and downs with our listeners. You get older. The team that you play gets better. The team that you play gets worse. You get better. You get worse, and so it, it's it it, it the, the the way there it's being stated is uh, this is most most amazing thing, the most phenomenal in the history of sports. That one team who's won six national championships is now dropped down. It, it's if you want to make that news, that's news. But if you want to carry on about that. Um, I don't know that that you need to do that. Um, are they as good as they have have been? No. Well, um, all right. Let me ask you this: They're not as good as they have been. <laughs> I'm all not right. as good as I have been. All right. But you look at it next year. You're losing your quarterback and your best defensive player. You don't see so, anybody there in the receiving court. It gives you confidence. Saying so, uh, does that not you go to transfer report? Does that not concern you though? Like you well, used to sure, say, it very concerns you. It concerns you. Every, every, all fourteen coaches are concerned, from the Vanderbilts who haven't won a game to the very top, uh, to the Georgias. You're all concerned. So you look and see what you need to do with your wideouts. Uh, you, we do not know how the other quarterback from Tennessee is going to play. Have not played him. Um, I think they have a lot of confidence in him. I don't know. Actually, he'd be a rookie. So we have McElroy playing, who is more of a runner than he is a passer. Uh, so, you know, things are – but I don't think we can speculate that next year is going to be really bad. Naturally, when you lose Bryce, you, you, you know, you're disappointed in that, but you're going to lose him whether you're playing good or bad. Well, I'm just saying I he just, he just for the first time, he feels like it could, like he's never felt like, hey, it was slipping. And then Coach Saban came out yesterday and said, we work every day to try to play to a standard – 
We've had a lot of good teams around here for a long time, Saban said during his week. We lost two games by a total of four points, both on the last play of the game. Are there a lot of things that we need to do better? Are we satisfied where we are as a team? Absolutely not. But at the same time, sometimes when the standard is so high, there may be some occasion where you don't quite meet the standard and the expectation that everybody has for you. There you are. There you are. You said it right there. The word I say all the time. People don't listen to me sometimes. Expectations. When your expectations are where they are, you can't help but fall on your face a little bit because you can't reach all those expectations. And I mentioned the wideouts before they ever, ever kicked it off for the first game this year. And I was concerned about the wideouts and how good they would be how good they would play. I don't mean to, to be me, but that, that was what I mentioned. And um, I, I just well, I understand that, that uh, you know, things go up and down a little bit. Gosh, when you're up and you stay up that long, it's, it's quite unusual. Somebody else is going to get good as well. They can't take but, they can't take but X amount of players. So I don't I – don't, and, and the other thing that was made uh, that you, have, you did not talk about was the players, uh, their feelings about playing, uh, which I thought was a key thing there about, uh, you know, they were just anxious to, to, they weren't worried about NIL money, which is not true, and they're anxious to, to uh, just to, to get on out of there and get done because the joy that they had when this particular person was playing was winning. Um, of course, we know that uh, his senior year, uh, he lost three games. LSU, Auburn, and somebody else. So, I, I think it's I think it's concern. I don't I don't think it's good for recruiting for somebody to say that. Uh, yeah, but I don't think his his job is to okay is to be. I well, mean, he can't say, "Well, I went to Alabama." You know what? I'm not going to say anything bad about Alabama. Well, I why don't. say it at all? Because I think it's news. I do think it's, uh, people are looking at Alabama, and, and I want to finish what Nick says. I don't think that the standard. This is what you were talking about. I do. I do think that the standard and expectation has not been something that has helped us help this team focus on the right thing, stay focused on the pro- process, not get so concerned about the results you get. But when you've got to do what you got to do to get the results, or something about uh, we've been trying to emphasize with them now. I want to, and Aiden can chime in on this if he wants. We have a lot of different shows on on this station here. And I think you and I try to do what you just talked about. Hey, pump the brakes, people. This receiving core is not proven. Like, you know, don't get these expectations too high. And then there's other shows that say, oh, this team's going to be, this is the best defense in the the country. This could be the best defense that Nick Saban's ever had. If they don't win the national championship, that is a failure. Which one's right, Dad? Uh, When people, we try to lower it. There's other people that try to. So the other six teams in the league are no good. (laughs) The expectations are so high that uh, when LSU comes, Dying to beat the number one team uh, mentally and re- and really ready to play mentally, which they should be. Uh, let's don't give them any credit for being any good. Uh, let's don't give Tennessee any credit for being any good. They've done, you know, they've taken the thing as you talk about a dumpster fire all the time. Uh, they've taken the thing to to another level. They took the thing to another level and he shredded Alabama. And if he kicks the field goal, Alabama Alabama wins. So. 
I understand, I understand that that there are there are certain problems, and if if you want to come out with that, that's fine for you to do. Just just be sure that just be sure that you understand that other teams have have doing everything they, they, everything they can to get better, and eventually somebody's going to get better, folks. I mean, everything goes up and down. You know, um, it, it just does. It always has in, in football and basketball too. So I, I just I think if you if you want to make that news, as Barry is saying, that's fine. If you want to make that news, and that's what they have done. They have made that news. And for the first time, the, the football coach at Alabama has responded to that news publicly. Uh, so based on that, you know, it, it concerned him, I'm sure. So uh, if you if you think that's proper, that's uh, I don't have any problem with it. I don't make any difference to me. I'm gone. Well, but, I think uh, people listen to our show and they say, ah, those are a bunch of pessimistic guys. Then they listen to the other show and say, whoop, if you're depending on what you want to hear, oh, Alabama, they're going to win the national ch-. And then now they're not doing well, so everybody's going crazy about it. We try to say, hey, be careful, pump the brakes here. Now, here's the reason. I think Greg McElroy's right. And I think he has every right to say it. I mean, he can't just because he, right. just because he went to Alabama doesn't mean he can't and he's not saying it's over he's just saying he's never ever thought it, it could be sliding and let me ask you this dad let me ask you this right now in recruiting who is sexier right now georgia tennessee and alabama of the three i think georgia and tennessee maybe right now in their crew size with that offense that tennessee's running the way they're running and the way Georgia's playing, are they a little bit sexier right now than Alabama? I think Georgia is. I don't think Tennessee is. Okay. Is it close? I think, is I think it Georgia's close? Be, I think Georgia's better than everybody because of the way they played. They had two weeks to get ready. They have very, very good coaches. They have a quarterback that doesn't, it, it doesn't shine when they win, but he's very sound, and he doesn't do things wrong. He does most things right. The expectations were that they were going to be better, but not as good as they were last year because they lost all these players. Well, that expectation went by the wayside when they happened to beat Tennessee and Tennessee happened to beat Alabama. Had a field goal gone through there, Tennessee would have shredded Alabama, but would have lost, but they didn't. So I think it. I think it's. Um, I I think it's okay. You know, I could get on here and talk about Alabama basketball. What I think about this, what I think about that, what I think about going nineteen fourteen last year. Yeah, I, but I don't. I just don't don't do that. I they, they got a good coach at Alabama, and the basketball's good, and, and I don't necessarily want to talk about a game they lost or anything like that. I just don't do it. Well, that's but that's we have this one show. But he has a national. I mean, he's on ESPN. He's calling games. He's got his podcast. Well, I think he does a good job calling yeah, games. I don't. I mean, people that want to beat him up about that. Now, Tennessee, and then we got to get to break. You say you think Alabama's still set, but it's close. It used to not even be close. And, and now with NIL – like it's hard to go to Texas and beat Texas on guys, so it, I think the job here is harder right now. Well, the, the way Georgia's playing, Tennessee's on the come up, LSU's on the come up, Texas and the NIL money, Barry, it's going to be harder because of a transfer rule. Everything has changed, son. The transfer rule has caused that. Ole Miss couldn't beat their grandmother this this coming Saturday if it wasn't for the transfer rule. So things have changed, and you can only take so many. 
And if they hit the right transfer sign, let me ask you the question. If Lane Kiffin were to take the job at Auburn, how many people from Ole Miss that play for, for Lane Kiffin at Auburn, at Ole Miss, will go with him to Auburn? <laughs> About that one. Well, I'm just saying, that's what Greg ain't say all that, but he's saying they used to be the best program in college football, but now these other people around them, due to all the circumstances in college football, are catching them. It's not it's not a clear so, cut where they're well, they're number one anymore. And you get mad because of the expectations. I don't think McElroy did anything wrong. Well, I didn't say he did. Okay. I didn't say he made did anything wrong. That's something that I would have done. Uh, and I'm pretty outspoken about everything I believe. I, I, I don't think I would have. I might. I, a lot of things I like to say, but I don't do that. Well, you know, I will say. If Alabama doesn't get this arena situation straightened out, it, it's embarrassing when you watch them play on TV. There's nothing but seats over there. Then you, oh, I thought, and that, people, I thought that big crowd. And people right. can say, oh, with Auburn, they only got 9,000 seats. I don't care. They have the structure where the students are all the way around the court. You flip on the Auburn game and you flip on the Alabama game, it's like two different countries. Well, uh, and so I'm, not it, in, and, I'm not into that. Well, <laughs> they need to get that fixed. And they need to stop charging. I had a guy say he went to get a cheeseburger and a Coke. Cost him $25 to get a cheeseburger what? and a Coke at, at, the, at the game. For, $25? Yes, for a cheeseburger and a souvenir Coke. $25. Family of four. Get me four cheeseburgers and four Cokes. That's a hundred dollar. Give me a hundred dollars. It must not have been a diet coke. Yes, Aiden. I spent thirty dollars on a popcorn, dipping dots, and a bottle of water. I mean, come on! But that's why I mean, that's hard to get people out there. Uh, come on, man! Twenty five dollars for a cheeseburger and a coke. Two minute truck there at thirteen thirty Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Where it's local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today for the free estimate. 205-247-5050. Two minute truck movers who care. Point nine traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks or major traffic issues this morning. McFarland eastbound is pretty steady coming into Northport and learning the same southbound into downtown. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Towns and Nissan says thanks to our veterans with an extra $500 off any new or used vehicle. Check out the details now at Towns and Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Thursday morning, small and portable cameras that take a picture of a passing car's license plate and other identification are now in use in Tuscaloosa County. Northport Assistant Police Chief Keith Carpenter said the city purchased two of the cameras three years ago and helps to solve cases like car break-ins and shootings. Other agencies like housing authorities and the county also using cameras. Recordings are automatically deleted after 30 days. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa Locksmith sells key remotes, remote fobs, smart keys, car remotes, and black rifle coffee. They also do laser engraving. Tuscaloosa Locksmith, just off 15th Street behind the fire. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Clouds gradually increasing today. Tuscaloosa size 74. Tonight, mostly cloudy. A small chance of some light rain after midnight, the low 62. For tomorrow, breezy and cooler. The sky mostly cloudy during the day. The high at 69. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 52 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Need to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive content on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Born in GoToYellow.com. Look at the outdoor living section right there on the website. You've got inspirational galleries there, backyard building tips. You can download uh, the ebook. You also can uh, find the dealer that's close to you as you build that five star backyard. You want to build it to last. And if you're going to build it to last, use pressure treated pine from Great Southern. All right, to the Yellowwood Hotline, get Bryce in. Good morning, Bryce. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, morning, Coach. How are you this morning? We're good. How are you, Bryce? All right, guys, I saw a list. Five uh, replacements for Bill O'Brien. Mm. There's only one name on that on that list that got me excited. You know, they're not going. They're not going to get rid of Bryce. They know you should talk to him more about that because Bill O'Brien will be leaving uh, after this year anyway. Right. Well, he's leaving. Who, who are the five guys, Bryce? Well, the only guy that I don't know the, all the names. They, the guy that just got fired from Baltimore. It's one of them. No, I mean Indy. I'm sorry, Indy. But uh, I don't. I don't. That don't get me excited. The only one that got me excited was Kendall Brow. All right. Anything else? Well, I don't want to talk about a job that's not open. Not open. Daddy, any more about about your speaking engagement now? Yeah, I got it worked out best I can. You know uh, when it's going to be and how I can get tickets? Coach. Uh, again, I'm going to be on uh, Tuesday night uh, at, at, at the Legends in, uh, in Huntsville. All right. What time does it start, sir? Uh, it'll start at uh, 6 o'clock. Can I get tickets at the door? Do I need to get them in first Sure, you can get you. All you go by there and just that, that you can get a ticket. Okay. They ain't going to be tampering. Before <laughs> the, the engagement or when I get there, sir? Uh, you can just get when you get there. When you get there. All right. Well, I appreciate that, Coach. Thank you, Bryce. Look me up. Look me up. I'll be there by then. I'll get you in. Thank you, Bryce. All right. Back to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline. Get Pat into the show. Good morning, Pat. Hey, Pat. Good morning, fellas. Good morning, Coach. Uh, Coach, and, uh, I took my grandson, uh, and we got three tickets down pretty low at uh, Great Seats. And the ball game was wonderful. Uh, I was not happy with the passing and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, hey, what I wanted to talk about was, hey, I went to get the young man. He he had to have two, he's only uh, two and a half, but he ate he ate two hot dogs, twelve dollars to feed a two year old. You hear me? Well, I'd, I'd, have, I'd have spanked him as he ate that first one. Too hot? No. Did you, did you, Pat, you didn't get anything to wash it down with? Hey, no. That, uh, well, couldn't he, afford uh, it. Hey, couldn't afford the drinks. Hey, uh, hey but no. $12? Hey, that seems low. Did you did you get a bun? Did you get the bun on the hot dog? There was a bun, but nothing else. It had, it had a ketchup package, a mustard package, and a package of uh, relish. And that wasn't and that, and that little booger ate two of them. 
ate two of them. And uh, hey, but what was what was worse, Coach, is that there's no onions to put on it, no chili, no cheese. Uh, if you're gonna pay six dollars for a hot dog, you expect a dead gourmet hot well, dog. It, it, it may cost it may cost you a quarter to go into the toilet so you know it's Hey, gonna be worse than that. You're gonna have to have one of them uh, Susan B. Anthony dollars to get the yeah, toilet. That, that, uh, well, good toilet thing he didn't want. Good thing he didn't want two cheeseburgers. That'd been thirty. <laughs> Hey, but listen to this thing. Man, uh, then after he had that, he had to have a box of popcorn, a, a box of uh, M&M's. He took the M&M's, he pulled all the outside, he ate all the outside off of the peanut M&M's and gave the peanuts to his daddy. Oh, good. Pat, you need to learn to say no. Hey, well, man, uh, <laughs> hey, look. Hey, he's a fine little fella. He was sick uh, and lost about 20 pounds uh, a few months ago. And the fact that he's eating everything in sight now, I'm pleased as punch. Yes. But that good. Hey, but you needed, you had to take out a loan, put a mortgage on the house in order to get concessions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, mean hey, I, I understand that, you know, we got to pay a uh, coach. But, hey, within, you know, you're, you're fussing about that arena. But also, that, uh, see, so the issue is, our geographical location at a seven thirty ball game, you can't get butts out of Birmingham to put in those seats that are already paid for. Hey, the seats where we are, all the seats were already taken by somebody, and they just wasn't butts in them. Yeah, and I they, know. I, just, I, it, looks it, 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 it looks bad. It looks bad. It looks bad on yeah. TV. I, I understand, but what I'm saying is, it's our geographical location. And it, and it it just doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can put all students in there. Hey, but they ain't paying the bill. Yeah. Those students are not are, are not donating money. They, uh, we're donating a lot of money to get those good seats. No doubt. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Pat. All right. All right back Pat. to the. Uh, I had a guy just send me the prices, Dad. For, I'm gonna let you take Mac. Mac can get two hot dogs and three hamburgers. You had, I'll tell you what. We, you know what we're gonna do is Mac. All right. So a cheeseburger, a cheeseburger, Dad. It it. it a cheeseburger is fourteen dollars and forty nine cents. Great, day and morning. Tell Jenny to pack a lunch. The souvenir soda nine ninety nine. If you say what? nine nine ninety nine, come on, just put it as ten. You ain't fooling nine nobody. Nine ninety nine, ten dollars for a soda. You want a bottle of water? Four dollars and forty nine cents. Uh, you want candy? <laughs> Those M and M's were five dollars and forty nine cents that uh, Pat bought. Garden, a reasonably priced thing. <laughs> the peanuts are a bargain. They're only four ninety nine. All right, get to the yellow and I like it. I'm into the show. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Tom Good Bear. How are y'all this morning? Okay, we're, we're okay. We're looking at the prices at uh, Coleman Coliseum. Yeah, eat eat before you go, and you're kind of not without saying it and making a big stink out of it. Eat before you go and then don't buy anything concession when I get Come on, Tom. You got the little, uh, I take Mac to the game. I may take him over Friday. He's going to be wanting that concession. Them little boys want that concession stand, baby. They want to get something. That's part of the experience. It's it's different from you, uh, for you to go than the rest of us and John Q's. You go there and you got that much in your shoes. (laughs) I wish. <laughs> I need Dad's passes. He got them passes where you go up in the end zone. You can go I up there and do whatever you want to do. Pass for nothing. They don't even know who I am. Oh, there you go. Tom. Oh, that's uh, hey. He he. he uh, 
It'd be 50 people. Tom, I hated you called so late because I got to get to JC because I wanted to break no, down this macro. I want to break I, down I this macro. I may talk. I got something I want to bring up about the uh, the, the conversation y'all were having about how people are, everything's kind of equaling out. I want to talk about that if you don't care. Oh, I would love it. And I want your comments yeah, on right macro. Right after 8 o'clock hour, I got to get, yeah. I, I, got well, I got a, a wrestling guy at 8, but then right about 8.30. But I, I want to see what you thought. I think McElroy... I got oh, I, 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 you know, 8.15. We ain't yeah. going to be through until 8.30. All right. Do what, Tom? Can I, can I call later? Yeah, call later. Yeah, between, yeah but call between, hey, call, hey uh, call after Rick is over with because we won't get you on, keep you long, on longer. There you go, Tom. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you all. All right. We'll get the break here and we'll get uh, JC and just a tie 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Alabama football fell to number nine in this week's college football playoff ranking. Sports Illustrated's Kevin Hansen has projected Bryce Young to go as the number one overall pick in his most recent mock draft. Former Alabama wide receiver Jamison Williams is projected to make his professional debut in December. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Play it again. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks in this Thursday morning. U.S. 43 southbound is backed up at McFarland. 69, same story at Union Chapel. Lurling steady southbound through Northport into downtown. Towns and Nissan says thanks to our veterans with an extra $500 off any new or used vehicle. Check out the details now at Towns and Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Tuscaloosa Locksmith sells key remotes, remote fobs, smart keys, car remotes, and black rifle coffee. They also do laser engraving. Tuscaloosa Locksmith, just off 15th Street behind the fire. Light rain after midnight, the low 62. For tomorrow, breezy and cooler, the sky mostly cloudy during the day, the high at 69. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Dad, I sent you, those, you and uh, Coach Pearson those prices. You get a pretzel for $13.99. Hey, how big is that? How big is that pretzel? 13, About the size that comes in the Snyder's bag. Th- $13.99? Would it even fit in your car? I don't understand that. Oh. All right, you can get that uh, or five gallons of gasoline. I mean, oh, my gosh. Uh, all right, we're going to get to the uh, Yellowwood Hot Pine, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. He's the owner of the thebigspur.com. He's got the podcast. I think he just dropped a podcast. I'll tweet that out as well. Um, with Mike Morgan, the, the Morgan Mike Morgan podcast with JC. Good morning, JC. How are you? We're talking about hey, JC. Prices to go for an Alabama basketball game to get a cheeseburger and a souvenir coat, JC, twenty five bucks. So don't be taking your family Whoa. to the Alabama basketball game Whoa. unless you got a hundred in your pocket. Uh, if you're gonna feed the Jeez, family man. of four, Woo. yeah, that pretzels thirteen ninety nine. 
that pretzel's thirteen ninety nine. So uh, that's high too. That's real high. <laughs> that's real high. I mean, inflation, but my gosh. Yeah, uh, that's uh, I, that's why I love Mercedes Benz Stadium. Uh, I was at the national championship game, and I got two beers and a chicken tender basket for twelve dollars. That sounds like the prices and, uh, at the and, Masters. The Masters, they don't yeah, rob you. So yeah, twenty eight. It was twenty eight. There's that Georgia Georgia Bama game. Best game I've ever seen in my life, and. uh Got out cheap uh, with the concessions as well. <laughs> uh, JC, Greg McElroy's been out, uh, you know, saying that uh, for the first time he is worried about Alabama. Usually he says that even if they lost a game, he knew they could get it back. Right now he sees some things that are concerning him. I won't go into all the things that he said. but uh, And he has a radio show. He obviously has a platform on ESPN. He has a podcast. Um, and I'm not, I don't want to speak for Dad, but Dad was like, well, why even say it? I said, well, I honestly don't really disagree with him. Uh, I don't know if you saw what Greg McElroy said, but uh, is he right about that? Is, is there cause for concern right now for Alabama? I, I didn't see what he said. I, I, a, lot of, a lot of respect for Greg McElroy, though. Uh, a little story when he, he was coming out of high school. Um, his dad used to email. I worked for Rivals.com at the time. His dad used to email me. They were you know, sort of hunting for offers, and uh, lo and behold, uh, Mike Shula offered him at Bama, and he ended up, you know, being a very good quarterback for the Crimson Tide and certainly uh, has a great uh, career in the media and stuff. I, You get that sense, you know, and, and it's not – I mean, shoot, you lost by one point on a – you know, could have won on two-point conversion. Uh, you lost by a field goal at Tennessee in the last second. Uh, you know, it's not like they're getting boat raced. I, I think actually people are a little more concerned about the close wins over Texas and Texas A&M. You want to get right down to it. Um, but look, here's the thing about Bama. They're just at receiver. You know, you go from being like elite, elite, elite four, four or five guys that are just great, uh, to, to maybe not being as good. And that impacts. What you do on offense, passing game was. I mean, Bryce Young's playing his butt off. Uh, but, uh, you know, when you don't have those guys, then maybe it's not, you know, you don't get the 60 yard touchdown, maybe get a 20 yard game, something like that. Um, and then the secondary has been very disappointing. And uh, I, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, it just seems to be guys out of position a lot. They don't really seem to have that, you know, killer instinct uh, against anybody but Mississippi State, it seems. Um, and so that would concern me as well. Uh, and those are two critical parts of not only you know stopping the pass and, and the run on defense, but also throwing the ball, which is what they like to do. Um, and so I, I think there's reason for concern, um, especially going up against Ole Miss this weekend. But, uh, you know, it, 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 chances are, you know, all this talk is probably going to die down with a win on Saturday. Um, I don't like the matchup for Ole Miss. Uh, I think that when you look at kind of who they are this year, everybody thinks Lane loves to throw it all over the yard. They're more of a running team with that kid from Alabama, Quinshud Jukins. Yeah. Uh, and look, if he has a big game Saturday, Bama fans are going to probably hit the roof. I mean, you know, because he's a kid from Alabama uh, and a true freshman at that. But, you know, I think Alabama's been okay against the run this year. I think they'll, they'll, they'll be able to you know, at least slow them down. Uh, and then, you know, the Ole Miss defense has sort of been, 
gradually getting worse uh, as the year goes on. They started pretty well, but they've been getting worse. So, you know, I, I don't think it's anything a win this weekend can't solve. Uh, and then you sort of look at it, and, you know, you're like, well, LSU certainly has the inside track to the division with the win over Alabama. But they could easily go down to Arkansas, and, you know, then you just never know what's going to happen. And at the end of the year, I think uh, like LSU has uh, Texas A&M left on the schedule, and maybe one other, maybe Mississippi No, not Mississippi State. I know it's Arkansas and A&M, so uh, – you know, you just never know, you know, how things are going to shake out. We could be sitting here in a couple of weeks talking about how Bama's playing Georgia for the SEC championship again. But uh, right now, I think anytime this program takes a loss, period, and then, you know, two losses in a year where you were preseason number one and the favorite to win it all, you know, that that's hard to swallow. It's hard to swallow really at any program that has expectations, but at Bama, you know, everything's so magnified just because I have the success that they've had. Uh, and you can tell Nick Saban's not all that happy with how things have turned out this year. And that's, you know, usually not the case. I mean, even if they drop a game here and there, they, they rebound, um, you know, and, and go play well. But there's been, you know, those two close wins over the Texas schools uh, and then the losses, those four games, you know, I, I think are sticking in the crawl of some Bama people right now. Yep, that – Oh, uh, they have not met the the one word that you talk about in sports. They are they have not met the expectations. Expectations is the True. key word in all athletics. Uh, you can say what you want to with Coach Bryant. Everybody, expectations is, is a factor. Uh, I, I got two questions for you. Um, I think the Florida quarterback is playing a lot better. Uh, what's the situation with this Florida uh, Florida South Carolina game? Well, the Gamecocks got to keep him in the pocket. A&M didn't do a very good job of that last week. Uh, you know, I, I thought he had a pretty good second half against Georgia, too. I mean, he's very capable. Um, and the Gamecocks last week against Vanderbilt struggled, uh, almost inexplicably struggled against Vandy. And, and that's just not kind of what that defense has been doing. And so, you know, it, it's going to be important for Carolina to, to, to keep him bottled up. I think if you keep him in the pocket, you know, sometimes he can make the throws. and Sometimes, you know, he'll beat you from the pocket. But then sometimes he'll throw it to you. And, you know, the Gamecocks, I think, lead the country in interceptions, uh, or at least the SEC with 11. You know, you get him kind of rattled and throwing picks, that's good. And then Florida's defense is uh, – That answers my question. They're giving up yeah. six yards of play. <clears throat> so, I mean, they're not a very good defense. So, yeah, you know, I think the game have a shot, but they can't, they can't let that guy go crazy. Uh, secondly, uh, if Tennessee runs the table the rest of the way, they should and might not. Uh, when we have a team drop out, either the loser of the Michigan-Ohio State game drops out, uh, is Tennessee the automatic slide into that fourth spot, third or third, fourth spot? I mean, I think they got the inside track coach just Over because. Oregon? Yeah, because I mean, you, you, you can kind of compare scores there. And uh, even though you know, I don't think Tennessee was all that competitive with Georgia, you know, they didn't get beat forty-nine to three. You know, the question becomes, you know, that was an opening game. Um, you know, so how much do you count that versus, you know, a later loss? You know, all those types of things. But you know, I you know, and then if Oregon does win out, you know, chances are they'll have to beat uh, another top ten team in Southern Cal. 
you know, so you kind of got to just, uh, you know, look at it. And, and, and I, I think if Alabama loses this weekend, that, that actually hurts Tennessee as far as, you know, their ability to get in because that's, that's one of their best wins. And right now, I think that is their best win uh, during the season. Um, you know, so the better Bama does, I think that the more chance Tennessee comes in because the more heavily that game is weighted. Um, but, you know, right now, I, I think it's safe to say, you know, I, and I don't know if TCU, I mean, we could have Tennessee and Oregon in the playoff because I, I don't I don't know that TCU uh, can continue to win week after week. If they do, great. I think they deserve it because the Big 12 actually is pretty deep this year. Um, and then with the way their championship game set up, you know, they'll have to beat somebody twice, somebody good twice. Uh, so if they go unbeaten, I think they're in. But if you know, it was the Texas this weekend, I think, you know, they're going to drop back. And, you know, I think that actually, if you're an Oregon fan, uh, I think Texas TCU is probably the game you're, you're, you're going to be a big Longhorn fan about because that's, uh, <clears throat> that's kind of more realistic than, you know, Tennessee losing to Missouri, South Carolina, or Vanderbilt. Okay. Uh, JC, I'm going to get back to McElroy real fast. Uh, and I'm going to read you something that he says. Uh, and he went on to talk about, this was the first time he was concerned. He says, there's only one guy that's on that staff that's been there from the beginning and has a great understanding of how this program was built, and that's Nick Saban. He said, no, I'm not saying discrediting Pete Golding or Bill O'Brien. I'm not calling for their jobs. I'm not saying they need to be reassigned or they need to be released. All I'm saying is, that there needs to be a legitimate effort from Nick Saban to bring in some coaches that understand what this program once looked like and what this program needs to look like. Now, obviously, Nick Saban's not he's is pretty smart, and at the end of the year, he's going to evaluate everything. As an outsider that's not here every day, when you watch Alabama, you know, when Scott Cochran was here, you know, people talk about guys getting hurt, but he was different than Nick Saban. He brought energy, man. He brought energy to him in the summer. He brought energy in the weight room, the sideline in the fourth quarter. He had those fours up. He was jumping, and they seem to have some dogs over there. Does this look like the same Alabama team? And does and maybe is it slipping a little bit that when you have to hire so many different coaches where a coach may have to go back and pull some of these guys to help him build this thing to what it was uh, at the end of the season? Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's an interesting point. I, you know, I thought the move they made when, when Cochran went to Georgia, you know, hiring the guys they did, um, you know, I thought it was sort of a cutting-edge decision. Uh, I thought Alabama, you know, became sort of more finesse uh, during that time. And, and is, it, is it a coincidence? I don't know. Um, you know, there's a reason some of these coaches don't necessarily like to have wide open, chunk it all over the yard, finesse style offense. And, you know, cause it kind of sets a tone sometimes. Now, Bama's gotten by with it and they've been good. You know, I think they've been, it's not like they just started throwing the ball yesterday, you know, uh, and over the course of a couple of years, but, but you do see kind of a lack of edge, uh, a lack of concentration sometimes, I guess. Yeah. A lack of focus. A lack of physicality at times. Um, and, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know that alarm bells need to be sounded. And I think I think Greg McElroy uh, is correct in what he's observing. And, and I, I know he loves his alma mater. And, you know, everybody that, you know, pulls for the Crimson Tide is probably sharing those concerns. But, 
Uh, I don't think it's a five-alarm dumpster fire, right? <laughs> uh, I think that, uh, you know, maybe you need some adjustments. Maybe you need to, you know, get some tougher guys. Maybe you need to, you know, revamp whatever happens in the offseason to set that tone. Um, you know, but, but then again, in this game, in the sport, I mean, it, it's really hard to be good every to, – to, 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 as Coach said, meet expectations every single year when your expectations are to win the national championship. Uh, that's hard to do. I mean, Bama is the greatest dynasty in college football in our lifetime right now. And I don't, I don't know that it'll be repeated. Um, and then look, they don't win it every year. <laughs> There's been some citrus bowl and sugar bowl years. They don't go to the playoff every single season. It's hard. In, in this sport, it's definitely difficult. So, you know, I, I think that uh, the, the difference between being elite and resilient and all that and the difference between being merely good, uh, it, it's a very, very fine line. And, and there, it's probably – there's probably like a collection of very minor things and, and very minor adjustments that need yeah. to be made to get them back over that line. I mean, look at Georgia for years. Uh, you know, Kirby Smart now has that program over that line. Um, and, it, and it took him four years to break 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 three. You know, I mean, that, that first national championship appearance year – that was a team Mark Rick had been assembling for a while. You know, very few of Kirby's recruits uh, outside of Jake Fromm were out there. I mean, it was Sonny Michelle, Nick Chubb, all those Rick guys. You know, and then it took him a couple of years to get back and, and get back over that line and not be merely good uh, to be great and uh, elite, resilient, all that. And they are now. And so, you know, Alabama's maybe on the other side of that line right now. But, but I think very minor things. Uh, go into building toward that or rebuilding toward back that or getting back over that line. And Bama certainly, with how they recruit, the players they have, who their head coach is, and all that, they, they could easily get back over. Well, but let me ask um, you this. Let me ask you this. As it stands today, all right, Georgia is a sexy place right now to go. I mean, they're playing lights out, probably best program in the country right now. Tennessee is more appealing than they've ever been since Nick Saban's been here. With that wide open offense, the way they're playing, the fan base is ecstatic. LSU is on the come up right now. So Texas, although they may not be on the come up with NIL, they can get their share of guys there. Will it be harder now than ever for 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 Nick Saban and these to get it back to where it's been that is so hard. You're right. What he's done is just absolutely incredible. With all those factors with NIL and transfer portal and all that, is that climb back to the top going to be that much harder now, or will it will it just happen again? I think philosophically and in theory, you're, you're spot on because it, it, it's a, it's a new era. And any time, like your environment, that you're, if you're dominating an environment, and that environment changes, good, bad, or indifferent, you know, you don't necessarily dominate. You know, just because the factors are different and the different things. I mean, it's not as black and white as we're good or we're not good. You know, and your um, expectations but, but may change. Up, yeah. yeah, I look at their recruiting though, and uh-huh. they're not slowing down unless I check their number one of the country again. <laughs> so. Uh, they're still getting players. Yeah, and, you would be. Uh, you're going to be really concerned if a few guys flip here, like they were to flip that running back from Georgia. Georgia, where if guys start flipping, then but that hasn't happened yet. But uh, 
I just think it's it's going to be tougher now. And Dad's right, but but Nick Saban has got the expectations so out of whack now. It is so out of whack here to what's what's acceptable for these Alabama people. Yeah, yeah and you, you got to be careful with that too, because you know sometimes a program will go through a period of success and they slip a little, and they want to reinvent the wheel and fire everybody. Yeah, and that actually is worse for your program than consistency. Um, like I said, there's probably some very minor things, and I'm not saying that that doesn't need to be a coaching change or two. That's that's pretty normal in college football, but sometimes it's something very minor, and sometimes it's just a matter of tweaking a, maybe, like I said, an off season or a mindset or doing something to kind of get that edge back, right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, that, that's probably the solution here rather than, you know, to burn it all down and yeah. <laughs> building it trying to, you know, hire seven new coaches and, you know, have a new day in Tuscaloosa. I, I think that would that would probably be more detrimental because I've seen programs do that. I mean, look at look at Tennessee. Former, former has like two bad years and four, and they fired, right? And then you saw what happened to them. Yeah. Going through the wilderness. I'm not saying Bam will ever fire Nick Saban. I'm just saying be careful when you wish for change because sometimes that change makes things worse. Yep. That. Um, that's about all I have to say. I, I do want to wanted to mention this while you're on because I might miss Barry, but we're having a um, Rick Cleveland on and and Barry. I want you to read this and I, I think you might be interested in this too. Uh, the headline is Goat G O A T Fuel. Call it what you want, but Alabama's armor has chinks. And uh, it's a big article today in the Mississippi paper today by Rick Cleveland, who's very good. So both of you get a chance to, especially Barry, get a chance to look at that because it kind of goes down what Barry's saying, that, um, you know, things are, are bad. I, I just think I just think the expectations change as you go through, and we, we, can't, we can't help it when we get older. We can't help it when we're not quite as good. And we can't help it when the other team recruits a little bit better than we did. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right about that, Coach. And You know, look, hey, Ole Miss is going to take a shot this weekend. And, you know, like I said, Big game. And I, I think it's all those guys, but the close close wins more so than the losses. I mean, because I, I think you look at an A&M team, three and six, you know, they ran actually the same play uh, LSU did. Uh, or it looked like one of the, a similar play the LSU did to win the game, and they didn't. And so you look back at that and go, well, my goodness, if that pass has been complete, lose to A&M at home, and the Texas game was disappointing. But, you know, and I think when you talk about expectations, that when you when you are, are more concerned about close wins than, than losses, I think that shows you some things may be a little out of way. I mean, I, yeah. Dad and I think this is a really – Big game for Alabama. Oh, I think it's huge. Just to kind of <laughs> calm the waters a little bit, because you got guys probably over there, JC, they aren't playing because the, the games have not been blowouts. You probably got a ton of guys getting ready to go to the portal. This probably this is a big game for Alabama, uh, JC. Even though they're theoretically, you know, maybe out. I don't know. I still think LSU could lose to Arkansas and and uh, Texas A and M, and Alabama sneak in there. But uh, it's a huge game for Alabama, in my opinion. Oh, I agree, and you, you make a great point. Yeah, that's why blowout wins are important to a program, uh, whether they're against you know the little sisters of the poor or not, because you know you don't play everybody in, in a close conference type game or any kind of close game. You usually stick with like your top 
you know, 22 to 33, or yeah, probably like 30 to 40, I guess would be the thing in the special teams. But uh, it's very beneficial for to, to ward against the portal these days uh, for guys, especially guys that are heavily recruited like everybody at Alabama, uh, to see the field. And, and, and that's the reward of putting in all that work at practice. And when you're not blowing people out and you're not playing a lot of guys, there, there is a, a chance that, you know, you could have some, some players that say, hey, you know, putting in all this work, I'm not playing, whether that's a realistic opinion of theirs or not. Um, and then they head for greener pastures. So, oh, it's there. Yeah, that kind of stuff is there. <laughs> no doubt, JC, and you're right. Like Blowouts, those guys get in. But even close ones, they're sitting there looking, man, they keep playing this guy. He's not doing his job. I'm better than him. I'm out of here. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's tough. Those, maintaining that locker room. Is very very hard, and that's what the average fan does not understand. All the stuff that you deal with that in the locker room is very difficult. All right, JC, yeah, tell everybody about. I, I, think, I think fans these days too, because you have, you know, video games, and you have fantasy football, and you have uh, recruiting rankings that are you know, star. All this fake stuff. Uh, I think fans these days almost view coaches and players uh, like as not even human. I mean, it's just like robots. Yeah, you know, oh, you're a five star. You should do this, or you know, and I think a lot of that te- the technology and the, and you know, like I said, fantasy football, video games, whatever, where it's kind of an alternate reality, it feeds into that stuff to where you're just you're not thinking about the fact these are kids or the coaches are human and they have lives and all that. It's just like go do this and meet these expectations, uh, fair or not, or everybody needs to get fired. You know, just like on your fantasy football team, you can cut guys and drop them in the middle of the year. So yeah. That's uh, that's kind of the problem, I think, you know, with fan bases in general. And, and I can imagine at Alabama, you know, you have you don't hear about it a lot because they've been so successful, but I can imagine it's no different. Yeah, well, you know, all, these, all these people around here, they bet on Alabama. And when Alabama ain't winning, right. they ain't winning their bets either. That's so. right. I got a few of those calls myself about about my coaching when I was coaching yeah. betting. That that <laughs> that gambling now is a problem because people can do it so easy now. And so if you're here now, oh yeah, like, I got an app on my phone. You know, I just do like five bucks a game or two bucks a game, but it's fun. I mean, it's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, and Alabama, you know. Uh, getting given thirteen and a half, I think last weekend at LSU, I, I, I took LSU to cover. I mean, I think I said it on the, the show last week. That, that was a lot of points, and you know, I've noticed some very interesting point spreads this year as well. Different, it feels different. I don't know what it is, but um, you know, we'll see what happens. And certainly, I, I'm looking forward to watching the game in Oxford this weekend. Thank you, JC. Thanks, JC. Good job. Thanks, fellas. Uh, by the way, Barry. Before the end of the show, Barry, I got the blue plate. Right? Yeah, we got to do the blue plate today. All right, uh, we're going to take this break, and uh, we'll do a, a little uh, uh, Brookwood segment. God, I lost my losing my trainer. I'm going to have Rick Cleveland. He's dead. He's the wrestling coach up at uh, Brookwood. Now, those are the toughest guys ever. you got to be in some kind of shape to wrestle, so we'll talk to Rick a couple minutes about that. And then I, I just pulled up your article that Rick Cleveland wrote about the – and I tweeted it out on my personal Twitter – about the chinks in Alabama's armor, so we'll talk to Rick about I that. Think you it's were, all, it's all, it's all, in line with what you're thinking about. Yep, uh, you're Alabama One, go to org for all their different products and services. They take great, great care of me. Looking for the vehicle loan, the mortgage, or the credit card. It's the people, man. The, the, the loans and all and the credit cards are absolutely great, but the people will find the best solution for you. 
That's what I love the most about Alabama One. Go to www.alabama1.org. I also want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. That's the Tide 100.9 is home of Alabama Sports. New Black Friday deals this weekend at JCPenney. We got your holiday. Well, I'm a orthopedic. Tide 100.9 app. A town square media station. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. My insurance agent, he's Andrew Kniffer, All-State Insurance Agent. He's out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. If you're looking for home, life, auto, don't just pay the bill. Know what you're paying. you got the local guy there with Andrew, the backing of All-State. He does an outstanding job for me, and I hope he'll do it for you. 205-722-9201. All right, get to the Andrew Kniffer All-State uh, hotline here, and uh, thanks to Mayor Joe Barger, we always have a Brookwood segment uh, from the city of Brookwood every Thursday around eight. Sometimes we go a little long; it gets a little, little longer. But today, uh, guys, we got Ivan Bailey on. He is the wrestling coach at uh, Brookwood. Now, this is not the your WWE, uh, Aiden. This is real wrestling, not that fake stuff. These guys really real get, get after each, each other. Good morning, Ivan. How you doing? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Good. Uh, tell us a little bit about your program there. And I mean, I don't know how big wrestling is across the state of Alabama, how many high schools actually have it, but I do have a lot of respect. I know how tough these guys and girls have to be, what kind of condition you have to be. Uh, just talk a little bit about your program there. Uh, yeah. So um, there's not as many teams as we would like to see here in the Tuscaloosa city and county area. There's about five. Um, high schools in our area. A lot of our stuff, we have to go to Birmingham, um, Huntsville, Montgomery, some of the stuff for just some of our uh, meets just to see different schools. Um, I mean, we've got a really nice size team this year. We've got about 40 kids across the board, middle wow. school, high school girls. Um, so our numbers are ticking on up, and hopefully that's going to show us some progression here along with the um, youth league growing around our area as well. Talk a little bit about your your new region that you got here, how that you guys play. That's, that's wow! I'm impressed that you have that many people uh, in the program. Just tell us a little bit about uh, who you guys wrestle in your region. Yes, sir. So uh, this year our, our region did change up on us. Um, it's going to be us, Northridge, Paul Bryant, Pelham, Helena, and McAdory. Actually, okay. um, during the preseason rankings that they threw out, McAdory is the number one in six A. Uh, Pelham and Helena are both in the top ten, so we've got a tough region, which is great for us. Uh, always want to have good competition. I always tell the kids we want good competition and not wrestle fish. Um, we want to kind of <laughs> see where all the effort is and what it's going to take us to get there. So, um, hey, what what better than see some of the top guys in the state? Take us through uh, how a match is scored so that they go out there, they wrestle. Uh, how long does it last out there? Just kind of the listener maybe hasn't ever seen wrestling, how it all works and how it's scored. So uh, with wrestling, you guys will start on our feet. Uh, it's a six-minute match with three uh, two-minute periods. Okay. Um, the match can go the whole six minutes, or it can be done in about 10 seconds if you get pinned. 
Um, it's not like you said, WWE, where you have to hold them on the back for three seconds. As soon as both shoulder blades hit the mat, um, you're pinned. So um, it can go real quick. You get points for taking the people down. You get points for getting out. Uh, we do things called reverses as well. So maybe the top guy has control, but we can get back in control, give us some two points. Um, you only have to win by one point. You could be losing and pin somebody, and you still can get the win. Um, so it's a very tough very tough thing we've had unfortunate ends where we might be winning by six seven points and we might get rolled and pinned and doesn't matter how much you were up you, you still lose so um it's always tough you've got to be able to grind it out for the whole six minutes um because at any moment it can just it could be done for you yep uh, tell us a little bit when does the season start and what do you expect from your from your guys and girls this year oh uh, we're actually going to get kicked off here next week um right. we're going to be taking all of our girls and uh, some of our varsity guys down to Gulf Shores for a big tournament. Um, we're going to start wrestling the 18th and the 19th. Uh, expectations for my guys and girls this year. We had a really nice season last year ending off. We had two guys go to state. Um, our girls, we took seventh in the female state tournament um, with one girl placing fourth, losing to a junior uh, twice. And she was just an eighth grader. So she's coming on back. Um, We've grown our numbers with our girls. We've got about 11 female wrestlers this season, so hopefully that we can get that number up and place in hopefully top three this season, if not winning at all, um, covering the spots around the board. Uh, my two senior wrestlers last year that went off and went to states, they're both actually now wrestling in college. One is at Kentucky Wesleyan, um, and the other one is at Newberry College. Wow. So they're getting their work in. I'm looking forward to seeing how these kids progress with our 40 wrestlers, we only have eight that are sophomores and older, so we're a young program. But we've got some um, experience behind them, though, that they're young since we have our youth league starting back up um, in the area. So we're starting to get these kids at a younger age so that we can kind of hang a whole lot better with these programs where their kids are starting at the age of six. Right. And my career here, uh, I was getting kids starting at the age of 14 and 15, so it's a different ball game, getting them ready in two, three weeks to go wrestle varsity. And they've only had about three weeks in the sport. Yep. We're talking with Coach uh, Ivan Bailey, the wrestling coach out at Brooklyn. Dad, you got a, a question for Coach Bailey? Well, I, I, would, I would assume that it's very, very hard to, first of all, start teaching wrestling because so many kids don't know a lot about it. They don't know the holes. They don't know the different things that, that go into making a, a good wrestler. Is that not a real teaching uh, effort for you? It is. Every season when we come in, we go do our trials and so forth, and this year we actually had to cut down on people because our numbers were getting uh, large enough. It, it turns into teaching these kids how to walk, teaching them how to, to shoot shots, how to sprawl, and all those basics, which, you know, we get my returners who already know how to do it, but they do a great job of helping me out and making sure that the young guys are learning how to do those things. But, you, you know, you, you deal with the uh, hand that you dealt, and we just got to get them rocking and rolling. So those three yeah. weeks, they aren't necessarily as ready as I'd always want them to be, but they're as ready as they're ever going to be. So, you know, you take what you can get and you just keep on pushing. So um, I always have to preach to them that we're going to take some butt whoopings at the beginning of the season. You're going to take <laughs> those butt whoopings that first year, um, just like any sport. So it's just keeping them motivated, finding those um, those stars and that, that light at the end of the tunnel, no matter what happens. So it's always it's always good to watch them grow as young men and women learning how to, to lose matches and keep on coming back and not just – give up at the first sign of adversity too well coach tell them real quick uh, when is your first match there at home uh, maybe people could get out uh, i know how hard these guys and girls work what kind of great condition that they have to be in to wrestle when is your first home match maybe people get out there and see it our first home match is actually coming up right after thanksgiving break we're going to have a 
November 28th, we're actually going to have a quad meet. So it's going to be us, ACA, Northridge, and Helena. Nice. So that'll be uh, giving us our first chance to look at a top 10 school, um, top to bottom, to see how we stack up against them, what we need to work up against. Um, so I'm real excited. We should be able to get our middle schoolers, our varsity, and our girls all some matches that night. So anybody that can make it out that day, um, that'd be a great chance uh catch some good wrestling if you'll send it to us we'll make sure we tweet that out so people get out and uh, see your great program coach we appreciate you taking time thank to you. be on with us this morning appreciate it i really thank y'all y'all have a great day now you too there's coach ivan bailey uh the wrestling coach out at uh brookwood and uh those guys and girls are tough now you got to be in condition uh to do some wrestling uh aiden it's not your little wwf where you swing the chairs royal cleaners they're making life easy for you they will give you a, you give them a call they'll come to you pick up all the laundry get it all cleaned up deliver it right back 205-391-0034 if you want to drop off university boulevard bridge avenue norport rice mine road you get in that morning be back by the next day at five sometimes you get back that day once again 205-391-0034 rick cleveland from mississippi will join us next listen tide 100.9 it's the home of alabama sports Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Thursday morning. Tomorrow is Veterans Day, and there are major observances going on locally. At 8 in the morning, there'll be an opening ceremony at the Shirley Place in downtown Northport, followed by the city's first-ever Veterans Day Parade at 8.30 along Main Avenue. The West Alabama observance is at 10 a.m. at Veterans Memorial Park at 1701 McFarland Boulevard. The keynote speaker for that event will be former Marine and Tuscaloosa County Probate Judge Rob Robertson. I'm Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Black Friday deals, the gifts are unreal. Shop new Black Friday deals this weekend at JCPenney. We got your holiday. Under the biggest cactus. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room, right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. All right, very excited here. We'll get right to the Alabama One Hotline. Did I think this is the first time we've had Rick Cleveland on with us. Rick is right with Mississippi Today. I actually got an article out today. I just tweeted it out on my uh, personal Twitter. Uh, got fuel. Uh, what you uh, call it what you want, but Alabama's armor has chinks in it. Uh, we'll get right to the, the Alabama One Hotline and get uh, Rick in. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? Hey, Rick. Good morning. Doing great. I appreciate you taking time to be on. I would talk about your golf game, how bad you beat Tim Floyd, but we don't have time. But uh, <laughs> I hope you, I hope uh, you're doing okay, and I appreciate you being on. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of controversy about uh, yesterday. Um, what uh, Greg said, as well as your article today, was 
down-to-earth article, great article. Talk a little bit about your feelings about Alabama as they go into this huge game against Ole Miss. Well, I, you know, they're they're favored, and I, and I think they ought to be favored. Uh, I am surprised that it, the line came out at what twelve points. Yeah, I was. I, I was. I, I think that's a little high, but but uh, you know what I think. Wimp and Barry is that they're, you know, Alabama's still one of the top four or five teams in the country. They're just not the dominant team that we've been seeing over the last 10, 12 years. They're just not clearly the best team anymore. Uh, they have, they have some flaws. They don't, they don't run it as well as they always have. They don't have the otherworldly talent at wide receiver, uh, you know, they're just not quite as dominant. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with Rick Cleveland. He's got an article out. Uh, got fuel. Call it what you want. But Alabama's armor has chinks. Talk a little bit about uh, Lane Kiffin. Obviously, he worked here. I think he has a lot of respect for Nick Saban uh, and the program that he's run here. But he likes to be funny. He put out on Twitter, Coach's Book, and then he had the Alabama defensive call <laughs> play sheet behind it. So two totally different guys there. Uh, just talk about what Lane Kiffin's done at Ole Miss in such a short time. Well, it's just, uh, you know, I, I think what he's done that is probably puts him in the top ranks of, of coaches right now is he really adapted to the transfer portal. Right. I mean, they had a, they had a complete, almost complete turnaround, uh, from last season to this season, just a um, fruit basket turnover. And, uh, you know, I hadn't missed a beat. They, 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 we all knew he was a, a really good offensive mind when he when he came to Oxford and Ole Miss. Uh, but the, the, this, the thing with the portal, he has really made some hay there. Uh, he's been terrific for Ole Miss. Uh, the, the speculation ever since he got there is how long is he going to be here? And, you know, I, I, I don't know. With the Auburn thing coming up, you would think he would be a top candidate in, in, uh, for anybody that's looking for a new coach. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, John Cohen, uh, and you and I talked about it yesterday. Is familiar, you know the three names that we we know the three names that are mentioned all the time. That doesn't mean one of those three are going to be hired. But the relationship right. that the Mississippi State guy has with Ole Miss for, former Ole Miss coach and Hugh and the current uh, Ole Miss coach, and as well with Dion at Jackson State, is quite unusual for a Mississippi State guy. You know, if they were to get Lane Kiffin, they'll say Mississippi State guys stole him from Ole Miss and stuff like that. Uh, talk about that scenario. It's quite interesting. And how well you know John Cohen? I know John uh, really well. Consider John a good friend. He, he uh, you know, I covered him, Wimp, as a player uh, at Mississippi State, a really good baseball player, then, then as a, then as the baseball coach and, and now as the athletic director, uh, there's not a lot of rooms that John will go in that he won't be the smartest guy in the room. He is a really <laughs> smart – I mean, really, he is a really smart dude. That's right. Uh, and, 
and he's uh, very confident and very uh, 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 you know he 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 ain't he's not scared to make a decision yeah. and not and uh, I th- you know I was surprised number one I was surprised he took the Auburn job because I th- yeah. I really thought he was at state perhaps for life uh, but uh, he, he'll do a good job he, he, he's really good now I don't know about his relationship that he has with Kiffin or, or Freeze or or if he has any at all with Deion Sanders I'm sure they've run into each other at banquets and stuff here in Mississippi uh, but uh, you know I, I tell you what those are three three uh, Really viable candidates. I mean, all three of them can coach. Uh, golly, what Hughes done at, at Liberty after what he did at Ole Miss. Uh, you know, Kiffin obviously what he has done since since he left Alabama at FAU and now Ole Miss. And and Dion is a lot better football coach than I ever expected him to be. He hires good people. He lets them coach. Uh, his teams are sound fundamentally. They're they're so far and away the class of the of the swack. It's not even funny. Uh, so he, he, I don't know that he would go wrong with any of the three. What would uh, what would it take for? And you know you're, you've got the inside a little bit. Whatever you can say. What would it take for for uh, Lane Kiffin to leave? Would, would that be ten minutes? Would that be money? Would that be a chance to to? Get to he thinks a better program that has more that has more money to come in for the NIL. What what would be the reason for that if it happened? I think the NIL. I think the NIL would play a huge part in it. Okay. Uh, and I don't. You know, I I I don't pretend to know the specifics of what he has available at Ole Miss, uh, and and I don't know what Auburn has available. But if if the I know that he believes the whole structure of college football has changed and and that you know where it used to be the teams that had the best facilities and best tradition and all that stuff were the were going to be the teams that had the best chance to win he doesn't believe that anymore he believes that the team that the nil is going to make the difference that it's going to be more or less like the nfl you you uh the teams that pay the best are going to get the, the best players. Uh, we're talking with Rick Cleveland uh, with Mississippi today. Rick, is uh, is it true that in the state of Mississippi, I guess at Mississippi State and Ole I guess maybe all the schools over there, that they can only give these guys four-year contracts at a time? It can't be an eight-year deal. It can't be a seven-year deal. And it has to be a four-year deal only. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. It's a state law. Can't uh, state state can't contracts can't go longer than than uh, four years, and I guess that includes the governor as well. You know, it's uh, it's that's the way it's it's always been. <clears throat> you know, when you look at some things that are going on at other places right now, like at uh, at Texas A and M, for instance, that that might not be such a bad rule. No. Uh, you get in these ten-year, what uh, it would take right now to buy out Jimbo Fisher, ninety-five million dollars. Uh, you know, I, I, 
there's two ways to look at it, but that is state law here in Mississippi. You can't go longer than four years. Now, I'm assuming Wimp, that there could be things from outside the, uh, you know, not that, that where there's not state money involved. That that the foundation school foundations could make a deal where you're gonna, they could make it equal to to eight years or ten years if if they saw fit, but. I don't know about it ever having happened here in Mississippi. And, you know, and, I, and with that said, money, uh, NIL, I think all those are factors. But if somebody says, I'm going to give you a seven-year deal, and as long as you don't break NCAA rules, we'll guarantee all your money. I mean, you'd be crazy if you're Lane Kiffin not to strongly consider that when you're Rick. Yeah, I would think so, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think a lot with Lane is just going to come down to where he thinks he has a better chance to win. Yeah. Well, uh, you know. And also with John Cohen, you know, when you get to Auburn, you know, people are judging him. And I don't know fairly or, you know, with Mike Leach, Joe Moorhead is too high. But, you know, at Auburn, I would think he'd have potential to get more candidates. A little, You got a little bit more money, longer contracts, uh, maybe – uh, now more NIL money facilities and all. He he can attract a little bit better candidate at Auburn than maybe he could at Mississippi State. Is that correct? Well, you 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 have. To, I, I got to believe that's what he thinks for sure. Yeah, you know. I, I yeah, I got to I got to believe that because I I really was really, uh, you know, he had just signed a he had just signed a new deal at Mississippi State. Yeah. Uh, I think he was going to get, I believe it was 1.1. It may have been 1.2 million a year. Uh, golly, Wimp, can you believe what? <laughs> 20 no. years ago, if somebody told no. you that, yeah, that's unbelievable, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I'd have fainted. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't have gotten to the to the podium to take the job. Um, <laughs> Barry, Barry just asked a question that I was going to ask about the two people that he has has hired. John has hired. Uh, which I think uh, I don't know if that came down in the minds of the Mississippi State people as good or bad or none of the above. I thought Moorhead was going to do good and got into a dis- disciplinary problem with somebody or something. I didn't know what happened, but uh, um, uh, Mike Lee, yeah, awful—he's off the wall for me. I, I can't. Uh, he, he just, he just, he just don't know what he's going to say or what he's going to do. <laughs> no, he's. Uh, but you know what? He's had. He's been. He's been fairly successful everywhere he's been, yeah. And and he's never had a job at a place where you're supposed to win, you know, where you're supposed to win big. And you don't, uh, you know, you don't look at Texas Tech like that. You don't look at Washington State like that. You don't look at Mississippi State like that. He's but he's consistently, you know, <clears throat> been a guy that won between seven and ten games, you know, every yeah. year. And every um, once in a while, has that one big season. Uh, 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 switch a little bit from that. I don't mean to switch, switch off of it. Barry yeah. probably got some more stuff. Uh, Mississippi State's got a new basketball coach, uh, supposedly a good recruiter and has been around the ropes. Um, is, is Kermit okay at Ole Miss, or is the pressure on him a little bit? Well, I think there's I think there's pressure on Kermit. He's uh, you know if you go by the, you know, the recruiting ratings, he's having his best recruiting year he's ever had and how much Good. that will factor into it, I'm not sure. 
golly, I think I think Kermit is is one of the best X's and O's coaches out there. Yeah, uh, it's a hard job, you know that. I mean, it's, sure. Uh, the, both both the Mississippi uh, SEC jobs are are tough basketball jobs. Uh, the things that, that that Kermit did at Middle Tennessee State were pretty pretty unbelievable. I think he, uh, you know, what he achieved there is remarkable, and I, I hope he, I hope he gets the chance to recruit these guys that he's bringing in right now. He's going to have a tough year if the point guard doesn't get healthy. Yeah, this year he's got a apparently got a bruised knee or thigh that's going to keep him out for four to six weeks. Ooh, and wow. they're they're not they're not good enough uh, without yeah. him. They, he's had a bunch. They of need him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's been he's been hurt ever since he's been there. I don't know much about Chris Jan, uh, other than you know he's had success. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a big change from where he came from to Mississippi State. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with Rick Cleveland. Rick, I know you're right there in Jackson. I want to go back to Dion. Um, I think the and the marketing people for him are are great. The the videos that they put out of him speaking to his team and and talking to the kids about uh, growing up and being men and being responsible. They do a really good job of getting a great message out of what Dion is selling over there. If Kiffin went to did go to Auburn, would Ole Miss you know would that be a place maybe for him to go? Is he ready to go to a Power Five school? I think this guy would knock it out in recruiting. Uh, you see him right there. You're in the same town. Talk about uh, Dion if you think he's ready to go to an Auburn or an Ole Miss and, and be successful. Well, here's here's what I think about Dion. He is a, you know, you've got to look beyond uh, the flash and dash. The, yeah. The, uh, you know the gold chains and 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 uh, you know the dancing on the sidelines and all that stuff because. When you get right down to it, there's a lot of old school football coaching him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he 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 talks all the time about his 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 first coach he had in gray white football and his uh, high school coach, and then Bobby Bowden and Mickey Andrews, and he said every one of them was old school, and that's the way I learned football, and that's the way I'm going to coach it. He said there may be better ways, but that's the way I know. And he is old school. He talks to his players about old school values, about taking care of their business in the classroom and, you know, on the field. And, uh, uh, yeah, I think he's ready to, to be a, a power five coach. I think he is. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if Ole Miss would, uh, would look at him hard or not. I just don't know, but I, I think they should. I yeah. think they'd be crazy if they didn't. Yep. Because he he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna win somewhere. Yep, Danny. Rick, well, good Rick, we certainly appreciate you being on. I know you're busy and got a lot to do, and uh, want to thank you for taking the time to be on our show and, and uh, keep beating Tim and Goff, if you will, and and uh, we'll get you back on once once uh, all this stuff comes down. But uh, I really appreciate it. Okay, y- y'all take care. Have a good day. All right, thank uh, you. that's Rick Cleveland. I tweeted out his article about. Uh, the chinks maybe in Alabama's armor there. And be interesting to see kind of what happens with these dominoes, with these coaches. And I do think that four-year deal there, 
I think that could be a factor there with uh, Lane. Maybe there'll be another job he'll go to, but I, I, I don't think he will move on. But we'll see what happens. Now let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Clover and Hayes. Prince Clover and Hayes, attorneys uh, that know the law, know the changes in the law, can be very helpful to you if you have a problem. Three four five one two three four. Prince Clover and Hayes will be happy to visit with you on telephone, get some idea of what your problem is, go from there. And if you need to go from there, then they go by seven hundred one Rice Mine Road. Visit with them in person. Know that they're very, very uh, intelligent. They're, they're very uh, understanding of the problems that you have, and they are also very successful. Prince Glover and Hayes, outstanding people, outstanding attorneys, people that we recommend that we can help you if you need it. Three four five one two three four. All right, uh, phone lines be open the rest of the show. You guys want to talk about the Greg McElroy? Uh, situation. Anything that uh, has been going on during the show, 205-342-9904. Also, we'll get the blue plate special out uh, back to six and five. It was a tough one uh, last week. When you watch these games, man, you got something invested in it. You live and die with every play right there in the fourth quarter. You're just a tie 100.9 is the home of Alabama sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Alabama football fell to number nine in this week's college football playoff ranking. Sports Illustrated's Kevin Hansen has projected Bryce Young to go as the number one overall pick in his most recent mock draft. Former Alabama wide receiver Jamison Williams is projected to make his professional debut in December. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Play it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, got a pretty nasty wreck on US 43 up near Old Fayette Road. We do understand that both lanes are blocked north and southbound on US 43. If you see other conditions, please give me a call. Towns of Nissan says thanks to our veterans with an extra $500 off any new or used vehicle. Check out the details now at Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Tuscaloosa Locksmith sells key remotes, remote fobs, smart keys, car remotes, and black rifle coffee. They also do laser engraving. Tuscaloosa Locksmith, just off 15th Street behind the Four coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Clouds gradually increasing today. Tuscaloosa size 74. Tonight, mostly cloudy. A small chance of some light rain after midnight, the low 62. For tomorrow, breezy and cooler. The sky mostly cloudy during the day. The high at 69. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Eli Gold, Chris Stewart, and Roger Hoover live right here. Tide 100.9 is a proud partner of the Crimson Tide Sports Network.
Welcome back to Inside Locker Wayne's Pest Control, serving 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, Mississippi. Since 1973, that's the good folks at Wayne's. Make sure your home protected from unwanted pests this fall. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. They'll get it ready in the winter, so it'll be ready to go in the spring and the summer. Give them a call today, 866-WAYNES-1 for $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, back to the Wayne's hotline. Get Tom in. Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Morning, Beck. Morning, morning, Coach, again. Uh, uh, I've really enjoyed the show uh, this morning, and uh, I've always admired the work that Rick Cleveland has done uh, with his writing. And, uh, and, and I, honestly, I could have listened to him and y'all talk for an hour, but uh, uh, good interview, and I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Good. Oh, good. You know, we we were talking about the NIL, or we have been talking about it for a long time. And, and but you know, about two months ago, uh, Barry, you brought it up, and I, it was on my mind as well. Is it, it, it's been an equalizer, and, and I think there's no better example than Tennessee, uh, LSU, and and Ole Miss. And uh, you get people that uh, have a knack for managing stuff like that, and uh, and they brought their teams back, and, and they've got them in a competitive situation. But coach, here's the thing: I look at everybody is is, is renting their clothes and, and gnashing their teeth about Alabama and uh, Coach Saban. Of course, again, they're just like a, a half a step away of saying we need to replace it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it is it, absolutely stupid. Uh, but you know, uh, JC, first thing he said that those wide receivers aren't any good. And and if, if your wide receivers in that offense are not any good, you're not going to be very productive. I contend that we lost from last year to this year 30% of our offense because of the lack of ability in the wide receivers. Probably true. And, we, you know, and uh, and Dad was the first to point it out. I don't know where he got tipped off or if he'd been out there watching them practice. He said it in the summer. Sure be did. careful. Be careful. And you have other shows saying best. this could be the best team Alabama's ever had. I mean, you got you got Will Anderson and Bryce Young there. Uh, if they don't win the national championship, it's a disappointment. Uh, so you're singing, we're singing two different songs on these radios. So then I think – People want to believe what the other people are saying, and they all say that Dad and I are pessimistic. We try to be a little bit more realistic about how difficult it is. And with all those, and I do think you're right, Tom, about the NIL, but I think the transfer portal is is as much a factor as the NIL yeah, well, right now. More. Yeah, maybe it's more. more. You're yeah. right. The yeah. transfer portal is actually more. Right. So. But uh, I, I look at that, and I don't understand. Uh, but, you know, here's something that Coach and you have said. You know, other teams are trying to get better. They're looking at everything they can do to be competitive. They want to get to the playoffs. They want a national championship, uh, just like uh, Alabama does. And, and they're doing everything they can. They may be doing it in a different way, which it appears that's what's going on with the transfer portal. But they're still trying to get there. And and you got to respect uh, – these coaches has been able to turn their programs around and, and and get them in a winning situation. Don't you think you just cannot 
you can't close your eyes because somebody else is successful. Yeah, do you think uh, – and Nick Saban is obviously a lot smarter than all of us put together – and he's looking at this. I mean, come on. We're talking about it. He's looking at it, and he knows exactly. what. Will he say, you know what, if he looks on those sidelines and look at those summer programs and all and say, man, we used to have more energy around here. Like, you know, that fourth quarter program. Right. Say what you right. want about Scott Cochran. He was a different bird, but Coach kind of gave him some leeway to do some things. And now, do they look like, do you, Tom, that they're having fun over there when he, when he was here? Not. He he developed some dogs over there. Now they may not have been lifting properly and doing some of the things, but he developed some toughness. He brought energy to that sideline. But coach let him do that. To me, it seems a little bit. And maybe coach, I'm not saying he'll bring him back, but maybe he'll say we don't have the same energy level that we've had in the past. We got to fix it, and here's what we got to do to do it. And he'll probably make the right call because he always does. I agree. I agree. Uh, at least get off his back long enough and let him try to decide uh, what direction he needs to go. And, uh, and, and you know what? I've always said this. He's given up. I'm an Alabama football fan and Alabama fan, period. But he's given us more. You know, he gave us everything we've been begging for for 100 years. But is it going to be mean, harder? And, nice. and all of a sudden, we're going to throw all that away like he ain't done nothing. Is it going to be harder, though? Not, I'm not saying it's even falling. But to keep it at the level he's had it with all the new rules, that I think it's going to be virtually impossible to keep it the level he had it with the way college football's changed. And can the Alabama fans handle that right now? I don't well, think they'll just have to handle it because that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Expectations exactly. change because the the situations change, and the situation has totally changed with NIL and and transfer portals change completely. Now let's get ready now for. For Nick Saban to take the Auburn job and to take his best running back from Alabama and took a couple of his linemen with him to Auburn. You're talking about Clayne Kiffin, right? No, yeah, you said Nick Saban. Nick I'm Saban sorry, goes Nick, to Auburn. Nick Saban goes to Auburn, uh, and he's going to take his best players at <laughs> Ole Miss that like him. That he'll go to Auburn with them. You're talking about Kiffin, uh, yeah? Yeah, Kiffin. <laughs> and, and, you know, you brought up Greg McElroy. I, I, I like the job that Greg does. I, yeah. I think he – I think he's intelligent. I think he's well spoken, and and he's well rounded. Uh, one example of Greg uh, to me is he used to be on the SEC Network on Monday night. It was a show called Thinking Out Loud, and uh, and, and it's no secret he he's friends with Bob Stoops and and the coach at Kentucky and and uh, that whole family because they recruited him to Oklahoma. And he he's got a, a good relationship with them. Well, Kentucky was playing like a peewee team. And Greg went on that show. He called every one of those players out and, and told them. Uh, and he pointed out plays where they absolutely had quit on and all like that. Well, Coach Stoops at Kentucky, he took that run with it, and uh, he moved the defensive coordinator out of the way, and he took it over for the balance of the season. Guess what? They played their rear ends off of it. And I give him credit for doing stuff like that. But, you know, he, he's got a, a broad view. Of, of things, and when he says something that's worth listening to, it's, it's not stupid. Uh, yeah, when he, I says think he says it. He, He's not like that freaking fine bomb. Yeah, when when Greg McElroy says it, he means it. When somebody like the guy you just mentioned, he says it, it doesn't even make sense, but he wants clickbait and to stir people up. If you say exactly. it and you see it and you mean it and you have some credibility, 
then I can get on board. If you're saying it just to have a, you know, because you want to get everybody mad and it stirs up and it gets clicks, I lose all respect for you. So I, I, that, that is me right there. You know, if you say something, I will listen to an opinion that's coming from the platform of truth. You know what I mean? Right. It's got to be truth in it. No doubt. And, uh, and with Greg, I don't think he offhanded makes these comments. Uh, they're well thought out and they're well versed. And, 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 and present it in an intelligent way. Thank you, Tom. Great stuff. See y'all. Thank Enjoy you. the show. All right, we're going to take Thank the you. break here, get back and get the blue plate special, Aiden. Get that keyboard ready. He'll tell you the couple that he thought about and then the one he landed. I have no idea. We haven't even talked about it this week, what he landed on. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's your home of Alabama sports. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama Sports, and it's brought to you by CBNS Bank. Bank anywhere, at any time, with CBNS Bank's digital solutions. Managing your finances has never been so easy. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Chris Stewart joins us on Thursday's Crimson Drive, driven by NASCAR, to share his thoughts on Alabama men's basketball's season-opening win against Longwood. Brandon goes for 14-13. and 13. Mark Sears is your point guard goes for 13 and 10. So you got dirt, uh, 12 and 10, excuse me. You got a double-double there, but you're three total points away from having four players that would have been recording double-doubles. Noah Clowney has nine points, 11 boards. Charles Bediaco, eight points and 12 rebounds. Uh, altered shots inside. I think Alabama collectively had nine block shots, three of them from Nick Pringle off the bench. I'll have more in a moment. At CBNS Bank, we've been into meeting the needs of our customers since 1906. Whether you're buying a home or auto or consolidating debt, CBNS Bank's personal loans are on point or setting new business goals. Our lineup of commercial loans can help you achieve them. At CBNS Bank, we're proud to sponsor the University of Alabama Athletics and even prouder to take the field or court with you. Visit cbsbank.com today. All loans subject to credit approval, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Join us tonight for Hey Coach and the Nick Saban Show, live from Baumhauer's Victory Grill at 6.30 p.m. Central. Chris Stewart hosts, and tonight he'll cover the latest Alabama news, plus visit with head coach Nick Saban. Hey Coach is available to listen to across the radio network, will be streamed live on our Facebook page, and is also available on demand on the Alabama Insider Podcast. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by CBNS Bank. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Don't miss a play at the Sportsbook at Pearl River Resort, your front row seat to all the action. Place bets on all professional and most college sports. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Remember November 23rd, Alabama One's having that Black Wednesday loan sale. The earlier you get in, the better your rate. It starts at 7 a.m., goes up until noon. So uh, if you get in at 7, you get a low rate. At 8, it won't be that high, but it'll be a little bit higher. So get uh, your plans ready for auto, personal loans, recreational vehicles. We'll talk a lot more about that uh, tomorrow with Mike Brown. All right. That I have a hunch, and you haven't told me anything, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. I have a hunch you're going to go to the South Carolina game for your <laughs> for your blue plate. But uh, anyway, tell us what you looked at and what you where you decided to to land. 
How'd you know? You got my. You, I can tell I, uh, by the way you asked, JC. You were you were, you I, uh, were researching when the weather. I uh, had felt like before JC that I had selected because of the quarterback play uh, against A and M, and I thought they played awfully hard. I think they're well coached. Um, people don't because they're losing, but I think he's done a good job. And I think for each game. Uh, Napier has the ability to find the opponent's weakness and take his strength and, and use it against that weakness. I think he really coaches that one game very well. Uh, has he won them all? No. But uh, I think they will start winning a lot of them. When he, so I, I um, have not been just totally impressed with a quarterback in South Carolina. He just hadn't done what we all thought he might do. Um so um, he's thrown a lot of interceptions. The, the defense has been very, very good at times and very, very questionable at times. So it's been an up-and-down defense. Um, going down to Florida with their crowd uh, is going to be a little bit different than going to Vanderbilt with theirs. Uh, the, the line is eight points. Uh, it is very hard to find a game that you feel comfortable with. You look at the Big 12 games, the Big 12 is – Big, that Big 12 league is really good. I mean, the Kansas States can beat the Texas, and Kansas can beat Baylor, and uh, it, it is a you just can't figure it out. I can't. Maybe somebody smarter. But I thought I thought this was the best one of the games that that I looked at. Um, probably Georgia beat Mississippi State more than 16 and a half. I won't argue that, but probably should. But uh, I like this game. I liked it for the reasons I said so. All right, so Aiden, we're going uh, Florida minus eight in the swamp. I guess they still call that the swamp against uh, South Carolina. All right, uh, so you you looked at the Georgia game. Decided, that line actually went down. It was 16 and a half yesterday. It's 16 today. Uh, the Auburn line is going down. It's down to one and a half uh, there. Any other games that you got your eyes on uh, this weekend? Well, you know, not not the uh... – not any in particular. Um, there, it's it's uh, interesting to see um, several of these Big Ten games. Ohio State's Indiana, of course, that's not going to be anywhere. And, and is Tennessee ready to play against Missouri after this kicking they got? Uh, are they going are they going to take Missouri lightly? Although Missouri come in there and play them hard. And naturally, I'm interested in the LSU Arkansas game. Um, I do think that. This is a huge game based on what everybody has said with Alabama. I think this is the biggest game of the year because it kind of it, it gets them over the hump with all the talk and so forth. If they if they win, especially in a convincing ma- manner, if they don't, of course, it's going to continue. Um, one of the games that's kind of interests me some, if they can come back, is Louisville and Clemson. Uh, Clemson uh, took a beating in, at at. Uh, and Notre Dame and and Louisville got themselves bowl eligible, so that that's pretty interesting to me there to see what's going to happen there. Uh, if you're interested in Gus and Gus plays uh, Tulane, Tulane's going to be, you know, Tulane's good boy. They're real good. Won twice with them, so we'll we'll see what happens there. But uh, uh, the league is just it's an okay it's an okay deal. The 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 uh, the A and M and Auburn game. You know, whatever, whatever. So we'll see. But uh, those games that, I, that you 
that I've mentioned are the ones that are interesting. All right, so the blue plate's in. It's tweeted out. Uh, do with it what you wish. Record currently six and five. So if you bet it every week, you'd be up just a little bit to everybody else. You'd be if broke. You, if you bet Doug Bell's uh, picks, you'd be in the poorhouse. Uh, so this is he went 0-3. We'll see how he does. All right, that's it for today's show. We'll get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris Show. Aiden, thank you for all your work. Great guest today. It was a fun show. Look forward to hearing the Gary Harris Show next. Let's tie 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Thank you for listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.